Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast, or sorry, the fourth episode of the second season of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast, not the fourth edition. Um, I'm your host this week, TJ Mills, and I'm joined, as always, by the dynamic duo, Robbie Mansfield and Nemo O'Neill. How's things, lads? Good, TJ. That's oh, good, Peter. Let's uh, let's hope that uh, that little fuck up in the intro doesn't uh, set the tone for the rest of the podcast. I was just about to say it. I was, <laughs> you took the words out of me, mate. Uh, I was going to say, how can I recover from that fuck up? But um, we can only I go up from here, lads. Go on. Yeah, we'll start at the bottom. Yeah. I was thinking it was a bit like a snooker player. There, I was thinking two shots ahead. I'm fucked up. What I was meant to be doing. <laughs> So I was actually thinking the next thing I was going to say is your week as bad as the Wall Street hedge fund managers this week. Any of you hear about that? I know I'm going, going off topic, but I just think it's hilarious. That's yeah, it's like, there's loads of memes about it. Yeah, it's actually some laugh. Like I, I have literally just found over through, through Instagram and memes. Yeah, I know. It's actually hilarious. What happens is the hedge funds, which are nearly all pension funds, so if anyone has a pension, they won't be happy with it. But what happened was uh, they kind of, the, the way the market works is they speculate on a stock being shit, in other words. So the price of a stock going down. So instead of what anyone wants to do, they buy low and buy a stock low and hope for the price to increase. These hedge fund managers, now I could be, if, People are listening, saying I'm making the balls of it, but this is the gist I got of it. The hedge funds kind of bet against each other to see that the price will go down. So Reddit users who were a fan of GameStop started buying stock like mad. So the value of the company went from $5 billion to $24 billion and drove the hedge fund managers mental because they're after losing about $5 billion in shares. So... If you ever want to piss off someone, maybe that's the way to do it. Like, uh, but anyway, uh, gone off topic there, lads. It reminds me of an Eminem song. The next topic, guess what's back? Back again. Bebo's back. Tell a friend. What do you think, lads? Were you a fan of Bebo? Uh, I was never on Bebo actually. Uh, just kind of, I was just like kind of never got onto it, and then it was kind of finished before I was kind of like going to jump on the, the Bebo bandwagon. So, you know, I heard people talking about it and uh, usually that they're talking about how cringy uh, a lot of the stuff they put up on it was. Uh, I'm assuming yours is the same, TJ. Yeah, very cringe, very cringe. But I, I, I'm actually, I won't lie to you, when I saw it on Twitter today, I'm delighted it's coming back. It's just maybe nostalgia or something, but it's just... Yeah, it's cringe, but I kind of I'd like to see how they do it. If they go back to the kind of the old way that people was doing, they did do a revamp around, I think it was two thousand and twelve. It's sometime around then, and they just made a complete balls of it. Like they tried to do it like WhatsApp, and um, just made a complete cut of it. But were you on Bebo Lee? Nah, I think it was a bit before my time, lads. Yeah, I'm a remember I'm the young book here. Young whipper <laughs> Yeah, the, the young whipper snapper. I was never never on it like and uh I was never one for like uh, computers and shit when I was younger, so So yeah. two people virgins here. So yeah, no, it, <laughs> <laughs> I know it was kind of everything was wrong, like, but it, it was just so funny, like it's um 
I won't ruin it on you if it comes back anyway, like the original. Um, I say it'd be fun, kind of nostalgia, but I don't know. I won't hold me breath anyway. Uh, on about nostalgia, uh, we move on to our next topic. Actually, I think the way we're going, we might finally get the lean 40-minute episode, but I won't curse <laughs> it. I won't curse it. Um, no, I'm going to do a TJ on it now. Don't, no, 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 you fucking won't. I have, to, I have the mute button here, so no, you fucking won't. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to do a TJ on it, and I'm going to explain every single one of my answers. Back around to the point where we can't even remember what we were talking about, so get ready to be TJ'd. But I, I think, Robbie, that has a lot to do with the host. Who's hosting we? Never have that difficulty with you or when I'm hosting. Just all this seems to be... Ah, sure, it's all easy going. I'm sure when Liam's hosting, he says 40-minute episode every two seconds. You're like, and exactly. if you would add all that up, that's a good 10 minutes anyway. Like, you know I mean? Exactly. So, not to see, get guys, dragged down, not lads, to get dragged look, down, we move on here. Real, Your real favourite, the, the, the next topic. The real topic. analytics of this is, I, I'm actually a nice guy. And I actually want the episode to progress. So that's why I don't let us get bogged down into each and every little situation like you do. And you analyze absolutely everything to the max. So Okay, um, we move on to the next topic anyway, <laughs> talking about nostalgia with Bebo. Um, your favorite decade of music, lads. I start with Julian uh, being the whippersnapper here. Um, what would you be your favorite decade be? Would it be the one that you grew up in? Or would it be a previous second before you were born? I don't know. I don't think, uh, to be honest, I don't think, it's not the one I've grown up in. Uh, I, I'd rather all the kind of the older rock music, but uh, um, I, I haven't a clue what fucking decade I'd fit into or, or whatever, but uh, yeah, because I'm just an idiot, lads. Because like, Robbie will tell you on this one, in work, if a song played, I wouldn't have a clue uh, who's singing it or uh, when it was out. But I'd be able to sing along to every word. So Yeah, you'd know every word, you'd know a bit of a dance, but you just wouldn't know who it was and that sort of yeah. stuff. And I'd be able to say, Oh sure, that was covered by this person and bloody oh they didn't sing that originally, someone else sang it and you'd be like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if I have I probably do have a favourite decade if I if I actually did like a load and a load and a load of research on it, but uh fuck that. Um I don't know. So you wouldn't be a fan of say Wait, 23, 24. So you'd be kind of getting around teenage years around the, 20, the 2009, 2010. Would you not think the music around there, like Lady Gaga, um, good few dance tunes around? You wouldn't be a fan of the music there? Oh, well, like all, all the better music was made, say, early doors. So, like, what's popular now is like R&B and, and pop and that shit like there's there's a lot of this shit there that just isn't good and like brings down the name of it so uh, like I'm not saying it's bad or like I wouldn't listen to it but I'm saying there's definitely better music out there I I tend to agree completely it's very strange to for us to be agreeing but uh, yeah I, I just go to Robbie on this I mean I think this say we're, I know we're in a new decade now, but I think the last decade, the end of it, was shit, the music came out. Yeah, well, like, there's music, like, that gets played on the radio, and then there's music that, you know, is being released by, you know, other people that's kind of, that's good, that maybe doesn't get as many plays on the radio, you know? So and I think as well with, like, the likes of Spotify and stuff, it's kind of opened the door for a lot of kind of smaller 
artists to kind of get their foot in the door. So I think there is like some really good music out now, but you just have to look a little bit harder for it or you just have to kind of go a little bit uh, into different genres or just kind of keep pressing shuffle on Spotify and hoping you'll find something. Because uh, like a lot of stuff in the radio, like it's decent and you sing along to it and it's kind of designed, you know, pop tunes to kind of sell records or sell, you know, uh, concert tickets and stuff like that. But um, there is definitely a lot of good music out now, but my favourite decade... I think you could probably like lump the 60s and 70s together because uh, a lot of the artists were kind of around at the same time, like late 60s, early 70s. Um, so a lot of really good kind of bands. Uh, so I think maybe just to cheat a little bit, like maybe from 65 to 75, like there's some really uh, quality bands. Uh, so I think that'd be my favorite decade of music. And another point I'll make is just that the 80s is kind of, there's a lot of really good music in the 80s as well, but a lot of it is like, um, that would get played would be like the, the pop stuff, which is shit. But there's a lot of really good bands from the 80s as well. So there's a lot of uh, good gems in there. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that, I suppose. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, I kind of be eclectic a bit with music. I kind of like all sorts, but um, say for it all kind of rock and that would be the 60s, 70s. I think some of the bands there were terrific. But from DJing that, I, I love dance music as well. So I think the 90s and early 2000s, there were some brilliant songs I like. But um, yeah. Are you, kind of showing your, are you showing your age there, kind of TJ? Because <laughs> you, were, you were kind of saying to Liam, like that was the kind of, you know, if you were to bring it forward to when he was the age you were at that time, if you get me. So... Is there a bit of a like, you know, early teenage years where you think that all the music that's out then is brilliant? Is there a bit of a that factor to it? It's a good question, but I, I think, like, I think around the early 2000s, I mean, I often thought if I could go back to one year in my life, I'd love to go back to around 2001. Um, and I Doing your junior search? Oh, no, jeez, no. <laughs> Didn't do my junior search until 2003. So, um, should we not crack if you went back to 2001 then? You'd just be stuck home, not able to go around. <laughs> I know, would you believe it was brilliant crack? I mean, 2001 was deadly, it changed schools. Um, I went to an Irish school in Kilkenny first, it was brilliant, like I was fairly fluent in Irish, but all my friends went to Ballyhale. So, I kind of, I won't say I got homesick, so I changed schools, but uh, yeah, no, it was just terrific. I mean. On about going out and that, I think I went out more back then than I did when I turned of age because there were teenage discos under like say the equivalent of Mockerin for Oiga, uh, without the drinking, like <laughs> that kind of way. Um, and Freuga was discos, you, you met up every Friday night, you played soccer. I mean, we competed in uh, talent shows and all of that. I mean, we're really competitive, like, but it was just a deadly time, like, and I think that's maybe, yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe that's the reason why I kind of favoured the music around then. But um, anyway, I'm not going to do what Liam said. I'm not going to drag on anymore. So first, you dragged on. You <laughs> you went from talking about your favourite decade of music to go and school to school and fucking Valley Hill. Robbie led me. <laughs> Robbie led the question. Robbie uh, led the you? question. Talk about so, being bogged down, huh? <laughs> TJ, I asked you a simple yes or no question and you went off talking about changing skills. Like, okay. Come on, you can hardly blame me there. Come on. Okay, okay, I move on. 
Um, so one word, favourite decade, without combining. Liam, what would your favourite decade be? I told you, I haven't a fucking clue. <laughs> okay, Robbie, if you're to pick one decade out of I'll all probably go, go 70s, I'd say. Cool. Probably, um, I'll go with 70s because there's a lot of good bands that kind of went from the 70s to the 80s and stuff like that. So I'm going to... And from the 60s to the 70s, so I'm going to say 70s. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with 70s as well, actually. Um, um, early 2000s, brilliant, but just for music quality and musicianship, uh, definitely the 70s. Okay, not to get dragged down anymore, not to piss off Liam, as I'm already after doing. Uh, move on to the Premier League, and I was warned not to drag on here, and I'm not going to curse it. Um, just about Man- Liverpool, just about Liverpool. <laughs> I know I was going to come to that. Uh, Manchester United's run ended. Uh, Sheffield United 13 game winning streak ended. Is the wheels coming off of the bus again, Robbie? I don't think the wheels are coming off, but like it does, it is pretty bad. Like because Sheffield United are up to this point, they're the worst team in Premier League history. Like you know, of all the years, the Premier League has been around. They're like officially the worst team in terms of wins and stats and stuff like that, you know, and they hadn't won a game away all year and then they kind of beat United. Like, I don't think the wheels are come off, but like, I think like in the Premier League at the moment, everyone can beat everyone and you're going to get these kind of shock results. And in general, Man United kind of t- tend to do well against the bigger teams uh, where they can kind of sit in and hit them on the break. Whereas when they have to, when they have to break a team down, like, tr- like over the last few years, they haven't been able to do it. So I don't think the wheels have come off, but um I think it's definitely opened the door for Man City uh, to kind of over the next couple of weeks to put a bit of distance between themselves and everybody else, you know. So I think, you know, I said at the start of the season, I think Man City were going to win it and Liverpool come second. I probably still think that's going to happen. Do you, I, I won't disagree with you, but is it a situation that if you want to win the Premier League, if you're going to be serious about it, I mean, if you take the memes we're going around during the week, ripping the piss about winning the Premiership in January and all of this, do you think for Manchester United to be serious that they have to kind of realise here there's going to be another year or two, we have to maybe buy in a couple more players? Will it take a change of management or is Solskjaer guaranteed this place there now? Will for Manchester First of all, what's a meme? Sorry? What's it? You, you or kind of a kind of a kind of a gift going around ripping the piss out of. Um, I just like to let everybody know you called it a mimi. Just gonna throw it out there. I didn't. I didn't even pick up on that, Robbie. Well done. <laughs> he was like, it was me. Mimi's going yeah. around during the week. I was like, what? Surprised you didn't call it a, a jiffy as well. A so what do, you, what, <laughs> what do you call it then? A meme. A meme. Okay. I always called it a mimi. So. I sang no, corrected. I learned something here, me. Okay. In, in, fairness, in fairness, to call myself out, originally when, when memes came out, I called it a mem, which is <laughs> probably worse than a meme, to be honest with you. But, I, I, um, I genuinely, hands up, I never heard it. I, I, I never heard the full term until now. So I actually learned something. So, uh, <laughs> educational podcast. Yeah, I know. Definitely homeschooling here. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, going back, uh, not to get accused of dragging off again. I go back to the talk question. Just about wolves. <laughs> Liam's, only, Liam's only dying to talk about wolves. 
One final question before we go to Wolves and I finally get a laugh back. Um, will it take a change of management for United to get serious title contenders? I don't know. I think they're pretty close. Like, you know, especially this season, they could do it this season if they kind of got a good run of results and stuff like that. Like, I think... be around an entitled winning team but like they probably need a world-class goalkeeper and probably consistent number nine like Martial he's not consistent enough and Cavani he's not going to play all the time so they need someone who's going to lead the line score a good few goals and you need to kind of tighten up the silly goals at the back I think that would kind of do a lot for them uh I think Solskjaer is good um I think he's a decent manager like but um I think I, I like to see him kind of get a bit of a chance uh, in the job and he's kind of done reasonably well and he's kind of got them to the back of the top of the Premier League and they're not, they're not there anymore but I think he's done a decent job with the players he's had uh, I know they spent a lot of money but uh, I think he could win them a title if they had a few extra players Yeah I know um, I I can't disagree with you there it was just to see if I could spark an argument but it didn't work anyway so. <laughs> Actually, Are you on around? Let's go You want around? Let's go <laughs> Quick question, actually, before we go to Wolves. Frank Lampard, hard done by or not? I think when you, when you spend whatever, 250 million, you know, and you're 10th in the league, you need, that's, you know, <laughs> you're going to be getting your P45, especially off uh, Abramovich. Like, and another another kind of young manager, uh, Frank Lampard, I think he's a good, uh, always admired him as a player, a great player, and would like to see him do well at Chelsea. And he did, like, a really good job last year when he didn't spend a lot of money, but this year he spent money He's not getting the best out of players. So, you know, they kind of need someone in there to kind of get them back up, pushing for Champions League spot. Not to get bogged down on this, but before we move to Wolves, is that the clincher? Is, <laughs> this is, is the third the, time, okay. How many third times time. are we going to get bogged down before we actually move to Wolves? We're, we're, yeah, but did you ever hear of leading questions? Like, that's the <laughs> entire thing. Did you not hear what we said before we started recording? We said, on the football, all we're going to talk about is how little I know about Wolves and I'm going to be following them all season and a little bit of you chatting on Liverpool. So you've already uh, went off the cuff here. Yeah, but it, I mean, that's the entire thing. Someone could be interested in hearing it, Lee. I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> we, we agreed beforehand. All we're going to do is uh, just basically laugh at me and Wolves and uh, have you not drag on about Liverpool. And then here you go, oh, United, 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 United. And then Lampard. And then there was something else. Well, he hasn't mentioned Liverpool, in fairness. Quite. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, because that's meant, to be after, that's meant to be after Wolves. Here, fuck it. I'm posting <laughs> this week. I'm taking control like you did, so fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> um, Robbie, one quick question. You're on about Solskjaer there. He's doing a good job, deserved a bit of time. Was it the money that Lampard spent this year that got his P45, that he might have done a good job like Solskjaer two, two, three year, but because the money, the results weren't coming in. Yeah, I think like, like for Man United, like they've kind of, they've gone through a few managers and it hasn't got them anywhere. Uh, like Solskjaer spent a lot of money as well. Like I think is it 80 million on Maguire? I don't know if he brought him in or if that was, was that he bring him in or, but he spent a lot of money anyway. Um, 
So like he like the pressure is on Solskjaer, but I think that just maybe Man United just wants they've kind of changed managers a few times really quickly, so they want to give him a bit more time. Whereas Chelsea, it's a bit more like if you're not doing it, you're gone, and that's always been the way since Abramovich has been their owner. So like. Like it's just a different culture, a different club, you know the way I think United are just trying to give Solskjaer a bit more time because there's a good few times where he could have been sacked, you know. And people yeah. were calling for his head like and they didn't, so just a different yeah. club. Now, Wolves, how's Wolves doing Lee? I'm not answering though. If you're able to stook and ask whatever questions you want, I'm gonna stook and not answer this question. <laughs> He's just saucy because they're thirteenth in the league, that's all. <laughs> Okay, uh, no, I mean, so no, I'm even closer because I know they're 13th in the league. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, last week I'm hosting lads. Last week, uh, <laughs> rugby Six Nations Irish rugby Six Nations squad was announced during the week. Uh, do you want to take it, Liam? Or are you still sulking? No, I thought you wanted to talk about Liverpool. No. All right, all right. Yeah, you yeah. said we move on to Wolves, so I moved on to Wolves. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're meant to do. Uh, <laughs> I, we I even, don't hear. We weren't even meant to do United. Like, <laughs> I know we were. It, that was it, in the topics. I, yeah, so like we had to sub United for Wolves. So yeah, it's it's either or. So are we doing the Six Nations squad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, happy enough with the uh, Six Nations squad. All except, and you think I'd be delighted with this one. All except for Tyke Furlong. Um, because in in all honesty, he hasn't played it. Uh, like he hasn't played for Leinster in over a year, and he hasn't played for Ireland in a year. Uh, now I know he's uh, he's been injured and all, but uh, that should be why he he shouldn't be picked. Um, but they're, like the rest of the team, I am quite happy with. I'm I'm a small bit uh, surprised with Reese Rudolph and him getting picked because uh, his last couple of games he hasn't really stood out. Um, Absolutely no surprise with uh, the first name on, on the, the forward sheet I have here is uh, Tyg Byrne. And there's no surprise at that, especially with his last game against uh, Leinster. Absolute fucking monster. Uh, you know, like he, they lost, Munster lost against Leinster. Uh, it was a close enough game. Leinster absolutely robbed it. But um, he lost and he got man the match. So that tells you how, uh, how good he played. Um, but yeah, Tyg Furlong is the only one there that... Um, I'm not happy with because you had your know, where's Finley Bealham? Like he's been decent for Ireland whenever he's come on off the bench in their last few games, and now all of a sudden you have like I, I let's be honest, Tyke Furlong probably before he got injured, best tight head in the game. Um, but uh, like he, as I said, he's been injured for a year, so I don't think he should have got the got the shout. Maybe if he had a rest. Uh, Played a good few games with Enzo first, proved himself again that he is still in form, is still a great player, and uh, then recall him up then. But I honestly don't think he should have been uh, thrown straight back in, and he's straight back in with Enzo tomorrow, which should be a good, uh, like it'd be a good indicator of where he's at. But um, it has to be a kick in the nuts to all the other props there that are there uh, that have been playing well all year. So that's my outtake on it, boys. What do you think, Robbie? Is it a good selection by Andy Farrell for the Six Nations, uh, for this squad? Yeah. yeah, well, I think it's like it's probably going to go a lot like on how he goes tomorrow, and like he might have a niggly injury still. Like, he, like it, it could just be like they want to put him in the squad, and then if he's not, 
fit they kind of end up taking him out and then uh, other guys could get a chance but I suppose like he has like as Liam was saying like he's, he's probably uh, one of the best in the game uh, over the last few years so he has a lot of kind of credit in the bank uh, and he's one of Ireland's best players so I'd love to see him play but um, I think like at the moment there was kind of times in the past where we didn't have the depth uh, of players we have massive depth and I think we should be kind of you know if we're going to be building towards a World Cup, I know it kind of comes up every every conversation about Irish rugby, but, you know, we are building for the future and Andy Farrell's building for the future. So it makes sense to kind of get, you know, younger guys in and uh, blood all these guys. But, uh, you know, personally, I do love uh, Tyke Furlong and hope he kind of comes back and plays uh, really, really good. Um, so fingers fingers crossed for Tyke and for Ireland. But, uh yeah, I think we have a good depth in Ireland at the minute to, to get the guys, the younger guys in. So, you know, either way, I think we're, we're pretty well set. Cool. I know I can't add anything to that, lads. Uh, move on to NFL and Tom Brady going for his 10th Super Bowl. Um, and, I mean, he's just an all-time record setter. And I can't add any more, Robbie, because I genuinely don't know anything you'd like to add. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's kind of be, it's a, a big achievement. Like he was kind of at the Patriots and kind of things had gone a bit stale. So he was like, uh, I'm going to go to a different team. So he went to a team that were like, had a losing record. They kind of lost more games than they won last year. And they were kind of, you know, quite a, a joke of a franchise. And he kind of went down there and they got another few other guys in around him. And they kind of... Uh, he won the NFC Championship, so it was like kind of almost like winning the semi-final of the All Ireland, and he's in the he's in the final now, and it's kind of a really good um, sort of dynamic because he's he's they're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, who he's like the, he's like uh, he won, he's already won a Super Bowl and he's only in in the game like two or three years, so like he's kind of the kind of hot young stud as it were and he could potentially be like one of the greatest players of the game and he is actually going toe-to-toe with uh, Tom Brady next weekend so that's going to be it's a real uh, intriguing battle Yeah, I know I like I said I don't follow the Super Bowl but the only player that I would have ever really heard of is Tom Brady and I mean no matter what win, lose or draw he will be setting records do you think he will be on the winning side just to finish up on the NFL? Uh, I think like Kansas City are like favourites to win. I think they have like uh, they maybe have a seven point uh, edge with the with the bookies and stuff like that. So like Kansas City are the form team and have two of the best kind of receivers of the ball and have the probably the best quarterback at the moment uh, and kind of decent kind of other guys in and around that you know. So but the thing is with the the Buccaneers that Tom Brady is with now, they have a real kind of um, they're probably more of a team than the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think, you know, if you were a betting man, you'd have to go with Kansas City Bush. Uh, just, you just don't bet against uh, Tom Brady and he's done it time and time again. So, you know, either way, like I'd be kind of happy with either team kind of winning because it's a good story either way. Either Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl or you have Patrick Mahomes, he kind of wins Super Bowl as well. So they're kind of two, uh, like Mahomes is kind of a likable player and the kind of the Tom Brady story is uh, quite cool because he was he was kind of like a nowhere kind of player and he kind of, he just got in there and he took his chance and, you know, the rest is history. So it's a good story. Cool. If that's coming up. Is it, it's next weekend, is it? Or 
Uh, yeah, next Sunday next night. Next weekend. Uh, and the, we- the weekend is playing at halftime, so it's even better. Oh, cool. Cool. So, so that'd be I worth know. saying up for. Yeah, no, definitely, especially with lockdown. <laughs> anyway, we, we won't be caught. You know, you know where to go on Monday, so you might as well. Exactly, exactly, unfortunately. Anyway, we move on with uh, the top picks. It's a topic we're having for the past few weeks. Uh, go to you, Liam. What's your top week, uh, top picks for this week? Um, I have two of them. They're both on Netflix. They are both TV series. So one of them, uh, like they're both actually really funny. Uh, the first one is Superstore. Um, it's basically, um, it's like, a, say, a Walmart or Target in America. So it's just a massive Superstore and it's uh, the... The work is in there and it's just a show on them and it's, it's actually fucking hilarious. Uh, so I definitely watched that. And another one is Swedish Dicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Swedish Dicks is actually hilarious. Say that uh, again. <laughs> Swedish Dicks. <laughs> it's um, two private investigators. Border first name is Dick and they're Swedish. So Swedish Dicks. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a hard one to explain, but it's just get in and watch it, and and it's fucking hilarious. I can't remember the main lad's uh, name in real life, but uh, do you know your man of uh, Prison Break, uh, John Abruzzi? It's his actor. Which guy is he? Yeah. Ah, oh, John Abruzzi. Ah, have you never seen a uh, Prison Break? Yeah, like I know literally one guy in Prison Break. <laughs> He's like the main guy. Season one, uh, he's the foreign guy. He has the long, the long kind of slick back, oily hair. Okay. Uh, you I'll know just him Google him. him. I'll Google him. Yeah, I'll just, just Google John Abruzzi and uh, he'll pop up. But uh, yeah, two great shows there, lads. And uh, you'll, have, you'll be just in, in the laughs uh, for both of them. Superstore, tell you how funny it is. I think there is six seasons on Netflix, five or six. Um, my housemate started last weekend, um, and he they're twenty minute episodes, about fifteen episodes per season, and I think he is in around season six already. So he is addicted. Blindra. Oh, it's it's a great show though. It's it's just a great laugh. Cool, check that. Yeah, we definitely check out those. And your picks for this week, Robbie. Uh, one are kind of two uh, comedians. There is uh, Kevin Hart, zero fucks given, uh, which is uh, just him doing stand up in his house, and his house looks absolutely savage. Uh, he's just doing a stand up show in his house, and yeah, he's just Kevin Hart. You know, it's, it's a guaranteed uh, last minute for the hour that he's on. It's brilliant. And the other one is another uh, comedian guy that I actually found on uh, Instagram. Someone kind of shared him on his on a story. He put up something funny, and then I kind of followed and watched some stuff. And then he popped up on Netflix. It's a uh, Schultz Saves America, and he just kind of you know he just kind of takes the piss out of a lot of uh, current affairs stuff, and you know like Trump and stuff that's trending and the pandemic and all this sort of stuff. He just kind of He's just making fun of everybody, basically, you know, so and the kind of episodes are kind of pretty short as well. And it's just him just kind of uh, just talking, basically. But it's, it's really good. There's no like uh, audience or whatever. It's just him kind of talking. And uh, yeah, she'll save saves America and Kevin Hart. Zero fucks given. Watch him. Cool. Sounds good. Definitely check out those. Um, my pick for this week's a, a book again. Um, it's an audio book or an ordinary book. Um, came out last year so it's maybe a slightly old one 
but it's a champagne football by Mark Tyg and Paul Rohn. Um, it's on about the rise and fall of John Delaney and FAI. Um, I won't go in much about it, but everyone knows how it started and nearly everyone knows how it finished. So it's just inner dealings. And yeah, it's, it's like Wolf just, of Wall Street for Irish soccer, no? Yeah, yeah, it's the only way to describe it. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I won't say any more, but it's definitely worth to read. And it's an audio book as well. So if you want to listen to it, in the car as well it's about eight hours or that uh, listening to it but uh, yeah it's definitely worth the listen and it's no surprise uh, Irish football is the way it is that's all I say but uh, anyway it's coming up to the time it's I say it's time to get take a break anyway uh, get a cup of tea or whatever's wanted so chat to you in a minute for the high ball lads and, yeah. and here I thought, here I thought you were you weren't going to talk about your book, so you could uh, power through and get that forty minute episode. As, uh, you you turned it up three minutes ago into the group chat that there's ten minutes left. So I thought well, uh, I was like, ah, oh, this, this fucker here is going to catch me now. He's going to be uh, real sly and, and get this uh, forty minute episode. In. Well, if you want, guys, <laughs> guys. In fairness, things have been spicy since this challenge was laid down between the two yous. Who is the better athlete? You know, so yeah, yeah, it's been there's some it's serious edge going on here. I think we need to have some sort of a competition sort of. Well, if you want, yeah. lads, if you have a minute, I can do the high ball. A minute <laughs> yeah. each, thirty seconds. Answer, I. Guarantee I can see the time here. He's so there, if you do it in 30 seconds. I think, I think we have six minutes, CJ. No, we don't, actually. But if you well, have a minute... Well, then you, then you lied when you put up your uh, your text. Because that, that went up four listen, minutes ago. And listen, we'll see us after the break. <laughs> How much time do we actually have? We'll be back after the break, guys, okay? <laughs> uh, we have four minutes left. Oh, you lying bastard, and I put that yes, up. We'll, we'll, pop off, we'll pop off and come 20, back. 21.47, I put up that message, and it's 21.52 now, and about 56 seconds. Actually, gone 21.53. Just after turning five minutes ago, I know on my phone. I'm watching it myself. Lads, these are worse oh. than a pair of elements. Anyway, so I, well, with that dragon on, we could have gotten the high ball in, but you wanted the waffle there. So, anyway, uh, we take a break and come back with the high ball anyway. Talk to you in a bit. Welcome back after that break. I hope you enjoyed it, lads. Get up tenting much. I'll just have a look at a few memes. A few memes. (laughs) I still think they're better than memes anyway, but uh... (laughs) Yeah, like it could be the new I could just, you know, I might just catch on, I might just start calling them memes from now on. Could be the Irish version anyway, so um must look that up, just see. If we can do it. Anyway, move on to the high ball, lads. Um, the high ball. Oh, high ball, yep. Oh. Okay, oh, so I won't lie to you, lads. Um, Robbie came up with this high ball, um, so I'm not taking credit for it. Um, so the high ball, it was so good, we said we'd go with it. Is one athlete you'd love to train with, either from the past or the present? Go to you first, Liam. Oh man, I don't know. I think you might might have to come back to me on this one. And give me a second to think. Um, I think Robbie probably has a has one straight away, but uh, I definitely don't. Go to you, Robbie. There's kind of a few different ones, and I was also kind of thinking of like uh, a bit outside of the uh, the box in terms of like athletes with kind of like 
more uh like kind of bodybuilding type trainers uh just i know it's a bit niche or whatever and probably people don't know that but in terms of like because i'm a i'm a, a bit of a gym head uh so i like i would kind of follow a lot of these guys and kind of um so i'm gonna go with uh tom blatt's who's like if you look at look up just google tom blatt's legs and he's got like the biggest pair yeah. of legs you'll ever see he's massive legs and i've seen him training the guy before and it was just like full on like just one set was like probably like more intense than anybody's ever done like in a, in a commercial gym or whatever just serious kind of balls to the wall like full effort you know so it would just be real good uh for me as a trainer to just kind of experience that and kind of go through kind of sessions with him that would be kind of what i'd be kind of thinking uh whereas i know there's loads of great athletes out there and you can pick a lot of great irish athletes as well but um I'm going to go a bit niche and go with uh, Tom Platts. Cool. I, I won't lie. I never heard of him, but um, I definitely look it up. and Just Google Tom Platts' legs and uh, set your eyes to stunned. Give <laughs> <laughs> uh, you a minute there, Liam. Um, who would you pick? Yeah, um, just uh, I think I would, I'd probably go Andrew Porter. Just uh just like from the stories I've heard him about him uh, training in the Irish camp and whatever, but uh, I think the best story I've heard about him training was uh, just kind of two of them that stood out. So there's a uh, Keen Healy who would have been seen as the strongest motherfucker in uh, in the Irish camp at the time, and he said he walked into the team gym uh, one day and there's this lad uh, just squatting absolute outrageous numbers. And he uh, he turned to the SNC coach. He's like, "Who the fuck is this?" And uh, yeah, it turned out to be Andrew Porter. And then um, there's another. There's been a few times where Porter has been told to stop lifting as heavy so he can play rugby properly. So um, I think he'd just be uh, uh, a great a great guy to train with, and uh, I think he'd just push you to your fucking limits. So Do you have any of the stats? Like, what does he squat or? Um, I don't. Uh, if you if you gave me a minute or something, I'd uh, I'd be able to look it up. But because it's a high ball, um, I don't have any stats. But uh, nice. yeah, check it uh, out. Yeah, cool. I know it definitely. He wouldn't have been the person I would have thinking of, but I know it definitely be worth looking at his stats now. Um, before we finish up, my one would be completely left field, but he's a player you just have to respect especially for an amateur player. And it's Ross Munley of Leash. Uh, he's heading into his, I think, 19th season playing inter-county at the age of 38. And for a player that wouldn't have really having, would have had success when he started off playing in 2003, um, for a player to keep going like that and show the commitment he was doing. And he's, I, I'd know him. Um, not awful well, but I know him from chatting and he's fierce on this and I think he'd be a real deadly lad to train with, especially when you love Gaelic football as well. And I say he'd be maybe one of the only players from around the start of the previous decade that's still playing. So he'd be definitely interesting to train, uh, train with. Uh, anything you want to do before we finish up, lads? I think we should just... Uh... You know, these two should probably bury the hatchet over. <laughs> so no, uh, <laughs> that should probably happen. Um, uh, I don't know if he's going to kiss make up, or we just leave it there. Ah, uh, there's no uh, need. I mean, everyone knows it's only banter here, so. 
TJ, I definitely kiss you apart from the social distance, and so and you know I would. I think a lot of people, a lot of people that know me, know I would. So <laughs> I think of that's right. Listeners at home, he definitely would. <laughs> that's, that's why you keep getting cold sores. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, anyway, I know everyone should know that Sony banter here, not taken seriously. Anyway. So uh, we leave it on that, lads, um, until next week. Yeah, we'll come back yeah. again. Have a good one. Good chat, lads. Yeah, good, lads. Chat to you soon. Take care. Good luck. Bye-bye. 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 Good luck, good luck, good luck.